0: Welcome to the Double Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Charlotte Italiano. My guest today is Bertie McRae, an artist and Master of Fine Arts student at the University of Nevada, Reno. Hi, Bertie. How are you? And thank you for speaking with us. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing really well. Let's get straight into it. So, firstly, can you tell us a bit about yourself and your background?
1: Well, I'm from a lot of different places. My dad was in the Air Force. So we moved around a bunch when I was a kid, but I mostly grew up in Northern California and I settled down here after getting my bachelor's degree at UNR.
0: Great. So what drew you to becoming an artist and where did this passion come
1: from? Well, it's always been there. I'd say the foundation would be like from my family. We would always be drawing, doodling. And then as I got older, I struggled academically with math and writing reading, you yeah. name it. <laughs> so art was just the avenue that I could find some sort of academic accomplishment. And then when I was 18 or 19, I met some people at the Upstairs Art Gallery in Placerville. And that really just uh, changed my life in some ways. I really saw people being artists in artist studios, and I wanted to be a part of that.
0: Birdie started her art studies in 2008 at Folsom Lake College in California because it was closer to home and had cheaper tuition fees. However, she then fell in love with the UNR campus and transferred over to finish her undergraduate degree and is now in her final year of her master's. Yeah, you're doing your master's now. Mm -hmm. How's that
1: going? It's going great. It's an incredibly challenging program. In what way? In all the ways That you can think of. I mean, I would say the most challenging thing is the time management aspect.
0: And how have you grown going through this process?
1: I feel like I've grown so much as a person just being in the program. And uh, the professors, the graduate director, Mia Hannon, amazing people, amazing people. And, you know, their perspectives and what they've shared with me have absolutely changed my life. Nice. What are some perspectives do you mind sharing? Yeah, just um, engaging in dialogue about art that is a very challenging thing for most of us artists and encountering that on a weekly daily basis is really just helping helping me to challenge my ideas and grow as a person so you're working currently on your
0: thesis show and have your 2d work at the Sierra art gallery which is open now so for those listeners who are going to see the show or can't make it what could they
1: expect to see? Okay, so it's a group show called Di- Digitally Deciphered, Physically Ephemeral. Somewhere in the corner, you're going to see my work, which is a bunch of strange objects from dreams. Yeah, and what can you describe, how how can you describe it for our audience? Okay, so the objects are encased in 9 by 9 plexiglass containers with backgrounds of uh, fabric And the fabrics have a color palette of red, blue, and black, and they're kind of a really, really homey fabrics. Some people have said Midwestern, and I really like those two uh, descriptions that people have given me. And then above the fabric, you'll see things like text um, printed on paper or corn encased in condoms. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have a question for that later. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Olives inside of uh, mascara tubes and patches. And these are all kind of done in a repetition. And there's a decent amount of them, maybe 20 or 24. Cool. And you have your falling piece of work as well. Yes. And that's That's right next to it. That is a little bit different. So that's that's also a fabric piece with uh, laser cut out images of People falling.
0: You'll hear more from Birdie after this short break.
1: Have you noticed a change in Reno lately? I sure have. Well then, keep up with the movers and shakers and unique people of Reno by listening to the Our Town Reno podcast, where we discuss helping each other out. New episodes play every week and feature real Reno stories told by us, the people who live here. Listen in.
0: If you're enjoying this interview and you'd like to support the Double Scoop podcast, the best way to do that is to become a recurring member. Just look for the red button on our homepage at doublescoop.art. That's doublescoop.art. Memberships start at $5 a month, and if you sign up at that level, we'll send you a Double Scoop t-shirt. You can also make a one-time donation on PayPal or Venmo. On the Buy Me a Coffee platform, or right from our website. When you support Double Scoop, you're investing in quality local arts journalism for Reno, Las Vegas, Elko, and the rest of Nevada. Thank you. I did read your artistic statement, and there's a section that captivated me, and I was I'm going to quote you, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, so, in Birdie's artistic statement, we have quoting. The work showcases unusual objects that I have encountered in dreams and utilise colours commonly reported by dreamers. When creating these objects or working with these colours, I practice asking myself, am I asleep? To inspire me to lucid dreams. So, Birdie, that little section kind of explains what you wanted to achieve, like the exploration of dreams. But can you explain the process of creating this gallery and what inspired you to explore dreams in art form?
1: The process has been a long one. So it started early last year, probably in January. At one point, I was like, I really want to focus on dreams because I was having sort of these questions about what are dreams? In a spiritual sense. And I wanted to explore what different people thought dreams were from different religions. And so last spring semester, I did a lot of reading and it just broadened my horizon. You know, I kind of always felt like dreams were sort of like in this plane of existence outside of the body. And now that I've like encountered all this research, I'm like, it's so much more complex than. One answer can really yeah. encompass, and I want to share that with people. Would you say that that's what you wanted to, ex- like, to do in your artwork, to
0: explore inside of your head, in a sense?
1: Absolutely. I think the first thing in wanting to do it would be, I want to be somebody that lucid dreams and is conscious while I'm asleep more frequently. And I also feel like I'm kind of creating the showcase as sort of a pseudoscience, like, come look at these strange objects. I'm welcoming people to come look at these objects, these, you know, locations and these texts. And it's a space where they can kind of contemplate whether they're asleep or awake. So my next question is,
0: why those objects? Mm -hmm. So can you briefly, like, Yeah, why the corn in the
1: condom? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I looked at dreams from a whole spectrum of my life, and the corn in the condom comes from a dream when I was maybe 15. Somebody came up to me and they handed me this corn that was encased in a condom, and when I was going through my old dream journals looking for inspiration for objects, I was like, oh my gosh. That would be an interesting one to encounter, you know. There's something odd about it, but also kind of intriguing. I think there's a lot of like different symbolism that can ex- exist within uh, those two, just those two objects put together. So it made the cut. <laughs>
0: it made the cut. It definitely did. <laughs>
1: the main colors are red, black, and blue, and there's also white involved in it too.
0: Um, why those specific
1: colors? So when I was doing some research, I read this book by Kelly Bulkeley and one thing that he did was he took a bunch of writings of people's dreams and he kind of analyzed the the words and he could find like different trends and topics and themes and one thing I thought that was interesting was the most reported colors were red, blue and black from dreams. So I chose those just to kind of hopefully hint at in an abstract way that these are dream objects because there might be some sort of universal truth behind those colors that they show up so frequently to people. Birdie's interest in digital media can also be seen in a 2D work called Falling. The figures in the work, I based those off of AI images of the prompt person falling in a dream and I generated, you know, maybe a hundred of those figures and kind of Created vectors and had them cut out on the laser. So that's sort of the digital component to that. So you also have your digital work at your studio. Can you describe that? Absolutely. Let's see. I'm just going to focus on what I have for the thesis. So I have some videos that I'm going to be projecting for my thesis. And they are landscapes and wandering from a first-person point of view within the transitional spaces spaces. I've been in, uh, in dreams. During the middle of the pandemic, one of Birdie's digital projects
0: called Your Body Is Art was displayed in Kenyon Flats, a building for student
1: housing. I put out a prompt for actors or anybody that wanted to do it (laughs) to come to my studio and wear something that they love and dance to a song that they love. You know, it was really cool to be able to be around people and have people express themselves and be vulnerable And then I did some overlays on them and removed some backgrounds. And yeah, it's just people celebrating. Do you have any work that yourself that you are proud of that you've done? Yeah, absolutely. I'm really proud of the thesis work. I feel like it's what's captured my interest and who I am the most. And I'm also really proud of some projects that I did when I was like 25, maybe. (laughs) You know, I did some... uh, video performance that was somewhat inspired by dreams called man feeds things to me that was uh, sort of an integral work that I did and after I did it I was like yeah I'm an artist I'm a digital artist and this is what I'm doing what's
0: next for you is there anything you've always wanted to explore and that you think you will do after you've
1: finished your thesis. I am definitely going to keep continuing exploring dreams. I can't, I'm hooked on it. <laughs> <laughs> so artistically and research wise, I'm going down that path. So that's kind of like on an artistic level and on a, you know, career level, I might explore teaching part-time, but I'm also going to stay around here. I think, My major goal after I graduate is to get a studio space so I can continue. That's kind of the next step. It's a small step, but it's a big step.
0: Yeah, 100%.
1: So is there anything else you want to let our listeners know about your thesis and your shows? Absolutely. So my thesis show called False Awakening is happening here on campus at UNR in the Jot Travis building at the Student Gallery South, and it's going to be up from April 17th through 26th. And I'm going to talk about, if you're interested, I'm going to talk about dreams and art on April 20th at 5 p.m. That's great. Thank you so much, Bertie, for joining us today. Thank you. This this has been really fun.
0: (laughs) Oh, it was a pleasure talking to you. Yes, thanks. You've been listening to episode 35 of the Double Scoop podcast. Our theme music comes from Reno singer-songwriter Greg Gilmore. It's a clip from his song, Who Am I? You can find more episodes of the Double Scoop podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud or at thedoublescoop.art. I'm Charlotte Italiano. Thanks for listening.